Quiet on set. Hello, and welcome to the Filminists. Joining me in the Glade today are my fellow runners, Diana and Eliza. Hello. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> um, this week on the Filminists, or month, I gotta change that, this month on the Filminists, uh, we watched the first uh, movie in the Maze Runner trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, as a way to welcome Eliza, um, who does love this movie, or, well, the books. I love the books a lot. Uh, I did love the movies as, you know, a teen, and now I'm like... It's not what we uh, thought, huh? <laughs> could have been so much better. Uh, yup, yup, yup. Um, uh, so... Before we get into that, though, do we have any honorable mentions this month? What have we been watching, ladies? So I was thinking about that, and then I forgot to look up what I've been watching lately. Good job. <laughs> Proud of you. I have one. I do, too. I wonder if it's the same one. Oh. Oh. Oops. Knocked <laughs> into something. Well, it is something that you and I watched together. <laughs> the Fate series that Netflix just came out with. Yes, we did watch that. That was a time. Um, much better than I expected. Significantly better I than I expected. I expected it to be terrible. Mm-hmm. But I have heard recently that the fans of the original cartoon are very upset, of course. I mean, okay. Sure. I mean, but as an outside, as someone who do, is not a fan of the yeah, original, the fate, I thought it was really good. It's on Netflix as a Fate the Winks saga, because it's, I guess, it's supposed to be like a take on the Winks Club cartoon that was around when we were youths. Yep. Um, which is like, there are fairies and they do magic and stuff. Um, and I didn't watch any of it. I did do a quick Google of, like, how much of this is from show. I did, too. And the quick Google that I did produced that almost nothing. Like, a lot of names are similar, but aside from that, not much. Um, I don't know. It was, I expected it to be a lot of bullshit teen drama. And it was significantly less bullshit teen drama than anticipated. It does have some... Obviously. Obviously, but less than anticipated. And it was, I don't know, it was a fun way to spend a day. There's only like six episodes and we watched them in an afternoon and it was a time. We had a good time and I'd probably watch the next season. Oh. I... Well, who knows when Netflix will release that information. <laughs> they don't release information frequently. What's up? Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Were you going to tell us why it's terrible? <laughs> Um, I was going to tell you that I've seen several articles complaining about whitewashing, but I haven't seen the series, so I guess I can't speak I to saw that. one note of whitewashing. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's probably, that's not, blah, 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 blah. I'm struggling with words today. I did see an article that mentioned whitewashing and then a counter argument that was like, but they introduced a fat person, which is like, obviously, uh, the fix that's not, doesn't quite <laughs> no. compensate for things. So like, I don't know. I remember like, because, you know, I saw a fat girl and I was like, I swear to God, if her whole arc is about learning to love herself <laughs> and 
finding some boy who's like, I don't care that you're fat. I will be upset. And it's not. I mean, they do a little bit of like the. She's insecure and. uh, People do use the fat part as an insult. But for the most part, it is not as egregious as I was afraid it would be as a fat person. (laughs) But so there's that. Um, But anyway, um, have we been watching anything else? Um, Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh. Go on. Oh, yeah. I've been, I don't know, rewatching. I've been watching a lot of reality TV because my brain is depressed right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've been rewatching Nikita, and that's always fun, so... Yes. Nothing I like that though. terminology. My brain is depressed. It's not me. It's just monogamous. Start using that. My brain is depressed. <laughs> the rest of me is doing fine. But my brain, a little depressed. <laughs> okay, well, if we don't really have anything else to discuss, I did rewatch all of Steven Universe, which I think was this. Um, when? I think that was recent enough to be relevant. I rewatched the whole series. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I picked up in, like, season three because we got HBO Max, and I've watched up to, like, season four many times, but they don't have season five on Hulu. They have it on, like, HBO Max, which is super vexing, and I hate it. <laughs> but um, but since we have HBO Max now, I just rewatched from, like, season three through the rest. Still good, guys. I'm paying for HBO Max just so I can watch Doctor Who. Is that? Whoops. <laughs> we have that option. When is that? Is there a new season of that coming up soon? Um, They just had the Christmas special. I don't. Wasn't they said like they'd release the next season? season soon as it's done. But that I don't know. If that that means. is not information. <laughs> also, we are now, as of today, like three months-ish from the release of Six of Crows. Six of Shadow and Bone Watch starts now. <laughs> the countdown begins. I am ready and nervous and excited. I'm worried I'm going to be a little let down because I know they're doing the Shadow and Bone trilogy first. And they are, they've cast Kaz and Inej and Jesper and Nina so and Matthias. And so presumably they'll be in there, but like doing what? <laughs> So I don't know. And my one thought was like, well, maybe they'll do like the from like before the series starts, you know, all the backstory we normally get in book. But like my concern with that is like Inej is like significantly younger when it happens to her. Kaz is a literal child. Jesper's is like growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like. Matthias and Nina's I could see taking place kind of simultaneously. Not even simultaneously, though, because theirs has to have happened after the events of um, the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Because the Shadow and Bone trilogy centers around, like, the Grisha Civil War, or something, effectively. Um, I think that's how they refer to it in the book. I don't remember what they call it, but... I really have to read the Shadow and Bone and I haven't uh, yet. I wish I could loan it. I have it on audiobook, and I wish I could just, like, loan it to you. <laughs> I mean, I, you have my Amazon account. I do. <laughs> you can listen to it if you want to. They're, they're not as good, in my opinion, as Six of Crows is. They're still... They're still worth listening to, and they do a little bit of, like, turning the YA tropes on their head, but not nearly so much as Six of Crows does. Hmm. Um... 
But, you know, they're fun if you need to scratch that Lee Bardugo itch. And if you're waiting about three months-ish for <laughs> the Shadow and Bone trilogy to come out on Netflix, um, I think I need to turn down my volume a little bit. <laughs> She's getting passionate. I'm getting passionate. <laughs> okay, so... All right, so this month we watched The Maze Runner. Do you want to give us the stats on who did what for The Maze Runner series? And then Eliza can synopsis it. Sure. So director was Wes Ball for The Shits and Giggles. I looked him up, and he has done literally nothing except for this series. So, fun fact. Um, All right. (laughs) Sorry, that's right, buddy. Screenwriters are Noah Oppenheim, Grant Pierce Myers, T.S. Nolan, and James Dashner, who wrote the book. Um, okay. Starring Dylan O'Brien, Amal Amin, Ki Hong Lee, Blake Cooper, Thomas Brody Sangster, Will Poulter, and Kaya Scodelario. Okay. And did we oh, want any other Okay, stats? that's the girl one. The girl Hey, yes. do you know who else? That girl plays Karina. I did not catch any of that. I said, do you know who else she plays? Oh, yeah. Um, She's Karina. She was in, yeah, I was going to say she was in The Pirates. Yup. I looked at her for a good minute and was like, who the fuck? And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, this poor fucking girl. Um, yeah, I watched it on Amazon, so you can pull up the little thing when you pause it. Uh, we also did, but I forgot I could do that, so I Googled it on IMDb like a fool. Anyway, <laughs> Eliza, why don't you tell us about the plot of the first Maze Runner movie? Okay. So- um, we start in going up uh, in an elevator with our main character, Thomas. And a pig. And a pig. Um, <laughs> Which we never actually see again, but that's fine. I it's not important. I'm sure they eat it, but like we don't even get the point. I'm sure. Anyway, just it's they're doing horror movie stuff. Anyway, jump scares. Anyway, the um, you should keep it short. Remember, we I don't know. gotta get into all the details. I know he arrives in the glade. Um, yeah, so he arrives in the glade and meets all these boys, and immediately is like, "I'm just gonna run as far away as I can. I don't know where you're going, but sure." Neither does he. <laughs> <laughs> Any face plants. Um, and then, you know, the boys are being all mysterious. Like, you'll just, has a million questions and they're like, don't, you'll, we'll, t- we'll tell you later. Or, you know, don't, don't ask questions. It's, you know. It's just the way. That's just how movies like to be. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... There's a maze. And then they find out there is a maze outside of the walls. Uh, they run them. <laughs> They're looking for a way out. There is a there is a um a group of kids. They they are all teenagers, of course. Yes, snatch AYA. <laughs> um there's a group of kids that go out in the maze every day and they run it and try to figure out what how to solve and it changes every day. Uh, so, like, how do you solve? Don't. But, <laughs> and that's the kind of the conclusion they come to for a second is that they're like, well, I guess there is no way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a day or two, they get a new boy every month, once a month. 
Oh, except this time, everything changes. Mm -hmm. And a couple days later, a girl comes up in the box, and they're like, this is your last one ever. Cryptic note, as you do. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then the box doesn't go back down either, so they're not getting more supplies from their creators. Uh... Thomas wants to go in the maze, and everybody's like, no, especially Galley, because he's an asshole and just bit. wants to do what they've always done. They've always done. Um, and then Minho and Albie go out in the maze because they found one of these dangerous creatures that they call a griever during the day, which is odd. And then Albie... They almost make it back, and LB got stung by them. And Thomas, they're all, all the boys are just waiting, watching them. Because the gate closes every night. Shuffle back to the gate, and the the gate is closing, and they're all like, come on, run faster. Just no one survives the night in the maze. <laughs> no one survives the night. And then Thomas <laughs> runs out into the maze to help Mino carry LB. And then, you know, the door's closed. The so they're about of... to survive a night in the maze, of course. None of these boys get ever get crushed by these fucking walls. These big-ass walls close all the time, and they run through them at the last second, and no one ever gets crushed. And I'm like, how? Anyway, <laughs> continue. I feel like it's made... I feel like the cinematic of it makes it look worse. It's a thick-ass wall. They like, do a lot of last-minute running through them. I know, but, like, the... <laughs> but maybe. Like, the, the, like, the one trailer shot where it's, like, Thomas running through the wall is, like, way longer than it needs to be to be dramatic, and I'm like, that wall is not that thick, though. And that wall is closing faster than this, though. <laughs> also, <laughs> you're just trying to be dramatic. Anyway, they survive a night in the maze. They survive they a night back. in the maze. Galley's, like, he needs to be punished, and Minho's, like, but... He killed a griever, though, so, like, he brave, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And we need to figure shit out. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, Albie's dying, maybe, so... Albie is dying, maybe, because that's what what griever stings do. Do they know... Yeah, they do know that. I was like, do they know that the griever stings kill you, or do they just know they drive you insane and then they force people back out into the maze? (sighs) But, I mean, it would be implied, if no one survives a night in the maze, that that would be why. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Eventually. Eventually. So Thomas's punishment, I guess, is one night without dinner. <laughs> but then Chuck, Chuck, our sweet baby boy, is like, I brought you some bread. Uh-huh. Um, and then they, the next day, they get a small group of boys together that don't include Galley, <laughs> to go check out where they killed said griever. And when they do, um, they find a key or a That's homing beacon yeah, inside it of it. So they go explore where that leads. And surprise, it's a place that they have never been in the maze because it opened up. What a twist. Oh... Uh, this triggers the end times. This triggers the end times. <laughs> <laughs> the the 
that night the doors to the maze do not close, so that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> All the grievers are like, oh, Free food. go fuck shit up. And they do. <clears throat> um, yeah, a lot of people die. <laughs> uh, and, but Gally is still like, we need to stay. And I'm like, my dude, uh-huh. you're gonna die. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, they escape. Uh, Thomas then, I guess, other small detail, with Teresa, who is the one token girl, came up a cure for the Grievous things, two only two syringes. One was used on LB. <laughs> what? Go on. Just when you point out that they only sent up two, this next bit is wild. Go on. <laughs> and then Thomas decides to sting himself with a Griever appendage. Um, <laughs> because when you do that, you remember all the memories that have been taken away from you, I think. I guess. Uh-huh. So then the other syringe is used on him so that he doesn't die, obviously, because main character. Hmm. <laughs> Even though, honestly, I'm surprised Gally wasn't like, fucking let him die. But anyway. <laughs> um, and then they are... Gally wants to sacrifice uh, the boys who want to escape <laughs> to the Grievers, because that apparently will mean that they won't wreck house the next day, but, like, I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, so they're like, hey, guys, nah, we're just leaving. We're gonna get out. We have the key. We know how to get out, probably. <laughs> and then most of the boys are like, yeah, you know, I don't want to stay here anymore. <laughs> but Gally's like, nah, I'm staying. Uh, so they do. They all run into the maze, and then they go to where the key opens, and they fight a bunch of grievers, and probably many more kids die there as well. Unclear. Unclear, really. I don't think, actually, technically, any of the kids die there. Maybe two. There's a couple. There's, like, two or there three. there is a part where there's, like, just an abyss, and some oh, kids yeah, yeah. Some, Yeah, there are a couple kids who get knocked in, but I think it's, like, two or three kids get knocked in, and other than that, everyone makes it out. Also, and, of course, no one we care about. Also, they're, like... Make, there's a one point where like the key almost falls over and I'm like you guys are surrounded by the monsters you could get another one I mean, they'd have to kill one though I know but you but know but anyway anyway they will get into all this shortly um, once we get through this plot synopsis the the key opens the door and then there's a number pad and the turns out the code is the different sections of the maze that open every week wild how we know which order that goes in exactly we don't or what number it starts with unclear who knows but they get out intuition uh code is entered everything stops they get out and it's just a long hallway of nothing except a door at the end that says exit (laughs) the emergency exit light is on (laughs) so they go they go out and it's a control room where they were where the creators have been watching these boys in the maze, and they are shocked, although they shouldn't have been. Mm-mm. They're like, oh, they have been watching us. And I'm like, did you think that they weren't? <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> did you think that they weren't? Um, and then they find a video from <clears throat> Dr. Ava Page uh, explaining the whole trial and explaining the disaster 
that has happened to this world. Mm-hmm. And wicked is good. <laughs> Which is bad. <laughs> Which, bad acronym. I don't know if they they must say what that acronym means, but it's like they world don't. in catastrophe kill zone experiment department. Wicked is good. <laughs> <laughs> like you lost me at kill zone. <laughs> sure, world oh, in you catastrophe were there before, up until yeah. kill zone. I mean, listen, world in catastrophe. We're doing a thing about it. Sure, I like sure. yes, our world is right. in catastrophe. <laughs> sure, but kill zone. Kill zone. Wait, experiment. <laughs> What? Department. Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Which implies there are other departments in this big scheme. That does imply that, doesn't it? <laughs> There's a wickez somewhere. <laughs> so this movie is something else. Let me just say. Oh, wait, I guess there's that. And then uh, Ava Page kills herself, so we think. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and then... Shock and surprise, Galley is here somehow. Oh, right. And he was stung by a griever. Weird. So he knows what happened, and everyone's blaming Thomas for everything because they all know what happened. Um, and uh, Galley goes to shoot Thomas, but Minho also shoots Galley at the same time. He throws a spear at him, but yeah. Uh, Chuck jumps in the way. Chuck, no, I think Galley just missed. No, Chuck shoves. Chuck shoves him out of the way. Does he? He does. Well, oh, I missed Well, that. it's like a combination of, like, shoving out of the way and Galley's aim probably being shit. Right. But, yeah, uh, Chuck so, effectively yeah, jumps Chuck, in the way. Chuck gets shot and dies. <laughs> Long story short. And very sad. Um, and then a People. bunch of soldiers come in and they're like, we're gonna get you out. <laughs> You're safe now, kids. <laughs> sure. And then surprise end scene. Ava's not dead and... Uh, There's more this trials is a phase two of trial. <laughs> and phase one apparently went super good. Oh, I guess the reason they're having these trials oh, yeah. is because with their, we had a big solar flares uh, which destroyed our planet, and then now there is an infection, of course. That's how all these things go. It's called the flare. That we call the flare, and it's very dangerous. And, and for some reason it affects the brain? Just destroys your brain. And these new generation of kids are somehow immune. So we thought course. we'd kill a bunch so, of them off in a maze. Yeah, we're going to kill them to figure out how the brain works. Which, you know, sure, yeah, def, definitely. So there's a lot anyway, to unpack okay, I think here. That's it. From there's a lot to unpack here. We are 20 minutes into video or into episode, and <laughs> here we are unpacking stuff. Back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> it is truly tragic that we are using an audio medium and people cannot see the faces that we all made during that. Because <laughs> there were some stellar. faces. There were some good faces. Um, lots of raised eyebrows and shrugs of uncertainty. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Okay, so because this opened in this, like, what felt like it was intended to be, like, vaguely horror-esque opening of Thomas going up the mine shaft or whatever, the yeah, elevator. Yeah, I mean, I would call it that, yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, that's fair, close enough. Going up this elevator shaft. Um 
And then it opens up and all these boys are like making fun of him or whatever and like laughing at him as he's a new kid. And I was sitting here like, I swear on my life, if all of these boys are assholes with no compassion, I'm not going to like this movie. <laughs> I was like, no, I promise. Yeah. And then like, thankfully, that is not the case. Albie is one actual decent kid. Most but of them are. They're I all think. decent except for Galley, I think. Galley's kind yeah. of a dick. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, and even Galley didn't seem too bad until the, like, a little bit of a dick, but not so much of a dick that I didn't want to deal with it up until, like, the point where he's, like, he really starts doubling down about, like, we have to stay here, at which point it's, like... Why do you want to stay here? You want to die? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um... So they actually have put together some kind of society, which I was also worried about when we started. I was, <laughs> but they've put together some kind of society. They are actually trying to live. They only send some of the boys into the maze. Um, they everyone is separated into like a group. Working. Everyone does their part. Uh, mm -hmm. No one harms another glader. And then yeah, no one goes the into the maze unless you're a runner. <laughs> yeah, these are the three rules we have. And everyone's real cryptic about the situation with the maze. Because of course. And Thomas on his first day makes a run for it. And they're all like, oh no, no, don't go. And he's like, why not? Why not go? And they're like, don't go. Ah! For like a full <laughs> minute before the doors close. And they're like, that's why. <laughs> and it's like, you could have just said the doors close at night. <laughs> See, now you understand why I feel this way about those things. You, This is your movie that you picked. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying it's not bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's egregious for a little bit that they do this. Um, and then... Like, so they're, he's, like, super curious, and everyone's, like, weird that he's curious, and I'm like, is it, though? Like, you're telling is me no one, is, no one else is curious? About the situation at hand here? And clearly you all now really know gets me, what's going on. Okay, because, okay, here's the thing with this, right, is, like, there's, like, a good hour, two hours of movie, or there's two hours of movie total, but there's, like, a good hour, hour and a half of movie where it doesn't feel like a whole lot happens. Mm -hmm. It feels like they're doing some really slow, obnoxious world building. And then a whole lot happens. And then a whole lot happens. But so the primary question that I kept butting into that even Eliza didn't really have an answer for me, like, if, okay, if this is an experiment, if we're testing these kids to figure out what makes them immune... Which, first of all, is absolutely wild, because they she kind of says that the next generation that was born was immune. Not, so you've just developed an immunity. Not everyone. Okay, I would still argue the same point, that the assumption could be, and the thing you should be studying is, are we starting to develop an immunity to well, it? Well, what we maybe should do is just breed the children instead. Right. <laughs> well, that would make or, more sense. If it was like, we've trapped all these kids in here, the maze is a false, like, a false hope thing. We've trapped a bunch of kids, and we're hoping that all these kids who are immune will breed more kids who aren't, who are immune. That would make some amount of sense, and be like a dystopian the old thing world that is I could... just gone. Right. That I could, like, understand and kind of, like, not get behind, but you know what I mean. Like, understand that world building. But instead, they're like, here's this maze. And here's these grievers who will kill some of you who are immune every night. Um, even though the immunity is something we strive for. And... I don't get... I don't, by, by the By the end, how it's just like, yeah, the grievers come in and wreck everything every night. And But, like, it's in, not clear what the maze is testing. Is what gets me about this whole movie. Sure. Like, because it's a maze. 
It's a puzzle. They're testing these kids, which would imply that there's a solution these kids are supposed to find. If it's a maze, the assumption is that it's supposed to be like a mind puzzle. We're figuring things out with our noggins. Which in the but book, the only it is. <laughs> solution to puzzle is to brute force kill a griever at risk of your own life and steal the key. Which is a brute force thing and not a clever solve the maze thing. In the book, it is more of a puzzle, though, which I like because it shows that these kids might actually be intelligent. And, like, a puzzle makes sense if it's a mind thing. And it doesn't make sense still that we're doing a puzzle test for a disease issue, even if it is a mind disease. It's not like a slow degeneration of the mind. They should be that taking, like, biopsies and blood samples and stuff. They right. have. Well, right. Like, it's, I think it's vaguely implied that they were doing that to the kids before. First. They did that. Oh, yeah. They, like, yeah. They've done all that already. Loosely implied that they do that first and then send the kids up into this maze. With no memory. Yeah, they wipe their memory. Which might have been said, but I don't know. I mean, more or less. I don't think they ever say they wiped our memories. I'm, but I, they know I they guess, arrive with no memories. I guess and then I they know, know that. that. <laughs> well, I mean, they they never say we arrive with no mem or like they wiped our memories, but they do say we arrive with no memories. And yeah, when so I like, stab myself with this infection juice. No, I guess what I meant, not if the movie said it. I meant, I don't know if like I previously said that already. Oh, right okay. Now. Yeah, yeah. So and that's the other. I don't understand the grievers at all. The grievers are the thing about this that really throw me. I don't understand what they're for. I don't get at the end when they're just like coming every night and killing people and, you know, ruining stuff. In the book, it's like they come and take one, they take like one person. So instead of it being like, this is just the end. It's like a time it's limit. It's like you are on a time limit. You need to figure this out now. Right. But in the movie, it's like, nah, you're just all done. But even even still. Unless you figure this out right now. Either way, unless there's a huge difference in the book, and I guess take into account that Eliza's the only one who's read the books. We haven't watched the rest of the movies as of yet. Yep. Um, and so oh, there are things that Eliza knows and isn't telling us. Which is so hard. Um, I want you to know all the information, I mean, but... You can just be like, there is information about that yeah. from henceforth. Yeah. But, yeah, because that's the, the thing that gets me still is they are testing these kids. I don't understand what purpose the grievers serve in this test. It feels like there should be enough of a challenge for these kids to solve this part of the puzzle by changing the maze every night. I think, I think it's just a threat. Sure, but the threat could... There could be other kinds of threat. We only have so much supplies. They stopped sending up supplies. You know, like... They've introduced a blight or something, and now we can't grow crops, you know? Mm. A wildfire, a flood. Yeah. There are other things that can produce a threat. Granted, that makes a movie difficult. I will allow for that. Not impossible, though. There are plenty of movies that do things without monsters. Also, I hate the Grievers design a little bit, but that's just me. We talked about this a little bit, and it's a very little nitpicky thing, but, like, it bothers me the way they move at certain points, because at certain points they don't move like bugs, they move like bears, and that bothers me just a little bit. Just enough that I wanted to note it, not enough that I feel <laughs> we need to carry on about the importance of character design and why bugs should move like bugs. I just wanted to note <laughs> it. Um, 
but I don't understand the Grievers. And also, is there information or is there not information about what the Grievers were injecting them with? Um, I don't, uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. Because the assumption that I immediately jumped to was that the Grievers are somehow injecting them with this infection, with Which this Which I realized, I was like, when you mentioned that, I was like, I mean, I guess I don't know, but yeah, I do. That's not, because their kids are immune. Right. So it can't be. Well, that's the thing. Well, maybe immune just means you don't die. If it's the case that it's not supposed to be, um, if it, if it is the case that it is not supposed to be an immunity... Um, I mean, you are... Then, or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If it is the case that whatever they're injecting them with is not supposed to be the infection, they should have characterized it with different symptoms than your veins turning you black in your head and right, face though, and body. You are right, though, the symptoms of both things are very, very similar, So if they're not is... supposed to be the same, that's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I also feel like, I don't know, it feels like it convolutes itself, this movie, in a lot of ways. Because I don't think it was necessary either for us to introduce Thomas as this weird variable or introduce the Grievers to let the kids have their memories. I think you could just have kept them without their memories done either like a slowly Thomas for some reason because he's chosen is regaining his memory for some reason or something like that, or not done that at all. Thomas is just a new kid, and he has the curiosity of a new kid, and he arrives right about as things start to change because they've now sent up, you know, this other girl just two days later, and things start changing, and just not have had him be whatever. Like, they try to pin it on, like, oh, it's all his fault, but it doesn't make sense. And they're like, He's like, we did this to them, we're like them. I'm like, how did you kids get involved with this group? Like, why were you kids part of this science experiment? What were you doing? There's an answer for that. What they were doing in in part of the... Yeah. Okay, because that's where I'm like, it's not even clear to me, were they doing designs? Were they just helping to monitor things? What were they doing? They're kids. (laughs) Um... I just have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers <laughs> and not the kind of questions that are like, ooh, we must watch the next one to find out. But a lot of questions I feel like I should already have answers to that I don't. <laughs> um, a lot of feelings about that. Do we want to talk about the representation in this right quick? Because that's the name of our game. <laughs> I mean, Sure. Okay, just because I feel like I'm talking a lot about the plot holes and everyone else just kind of like, oh, oh, sure. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, um, I mean, there are a lot more cast than just white kids, although I think Mm -hmm. the cast is predominantly white kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And the cast is all male, Mm -hmm. except for Teresa. Excepting the girl, yes. Right, except for Teresa, who is... The tokeniest last minute footnote of a female character I've seen in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> they she... literally are like, it's, I don't know, man. It's like, and for a second, because they send her up, right? And she's got this note in her hand that says she's the last one. And my thought immediately was like, I swear to God, if this is a she's the last girl ever situation. Oh, God. That's what was my first thought. It's my like, oh, she's the last there. girl and it's going to be like a fight over her. Which I'm sure will happen anyway. Some kind of weird love triangle with Teresa because she's the only girl one. No. No? No. (laughs) 
Whoa. <laughs> Although, I don't know if this... I don't... <laughs> Teresa is a character who is either loved or hated. I personally hate her. Only because I know the rest of her story. I don't know fuck all about her. <laughs> I know fuck all... She doesn't even have time to, like, acquire a personality. She, like, shows up... I, hmm. Yeah, what? like, I don't love her or hate her because I don't know anything about her. She, like, shows up and they're like, it's a girl one and she's chucking rocks at him from a high place and she knows who Thomas is. It's just mysterious. Right. Sure. And, and she brings the, the syringes. She's a superfluous character. <laughs> and yeah. I just hate it. <laughs> She's the worst in that sense, a little bit. And that's why, like, I almost honest to God feel bad for this actress. That she was mm -hmm. Teresa, and then however many years later she got handed Karina. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't been right that's, on top of taking the good roles. <laughs> that's rough, babe. It is. Yeah, well, I do feel bad, because I'm like, I don't like you but that's not your fault <laughs> like i don't know that you're seeking out these really terrible female roles i hope not but like you didn't write this script so i'm not blaming you but i am a little bit like what the actual fuck <laughs> i mean to be fair if i were offered a role in one of like the biggest franchises sure. of the 2000s i would take it so. this movie has a 6.8 out of 10 on imdb I don't know if that no, means anything to anyone. I didn't know IMDb did ratings. This is, I'm just glancing over at it to see that. Whoops. Um, and doesn't this it's honestly show... better than I thought it would be? <laughs> this movie's not great. As movies go, it's not great. Because <laughs> again, there's a lot of like weird convolution that doesn't make sense. They have some like camera shots that are like, you did make a choice there. <laughs> That is a choice. Um, <laughs> there were a couple, like, and this is just me as a person. A lot of times with, like, the, whoa, like, zoom shots that people do, I do, I just kind of chuckle at them almost every time. I don't know what it is exactly. And maybe that. that's not true, because maybe there are, like, good ones that I don't notice as much. But there's specifically, like, when they end up, the first time they go in the maze, when Thomas runs in the maze to try and help all the, and uh, Mino, um, when he runs into the maze... They are like, well, we can't just carry all be around with us all night. We'll die. So they try and like tie him up in the vines and they're like pulling back the on the vines so that they can tie him there. And they hear a griever coming and Mino runs and Thomas like ties up Albie and then like falls down the ground or something. And they, you hear the griever, and you don't get a zoom shot of the griever. You get like a zoom shot up to Thomas's face. And I did get, I just laughed. It was funny. It was a funny shot. IMO. Um, and yeah, that was a time. I also like, I don't know. It's, I just, this is not Everything a good Everything done movie. in the maze bothered me. In what because sense? Because it's so dark and I can't see what's happening. Okay. What a like, mood. <laughs> I only I'm know like... because I've seen it so many times. Right. And I read the book. Yep. <laughs> that didn't even necessarily I'm just saying they're going, is anyone important dead? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, okay, because they're like, the maze is dangerous. Only runners can go in the maze. It doesn't, and maybe this is just movie it doesn't seem like there's a lot of danger in the maze unless you get caught in there after dark. Yeah, that's accurate. 
so what is prob like <laughs> they don't want I'm, people to get lost or get stuck? I mean sure I guess like I'm not even saying I don't Lose understand like time. why not hand out maps <laughs> no I know why because they don't want anyone <laughs> to know that they've solved the maze and there's nothing else you know yeah because they do have a map and as far as they know there's nothing they can do so that they was find like the key. they make it sound like they're like the map or the they're like the the um the maze changes every night, and I was thinking, like, the whole thing shifted and changed. Apparently, it's a pie, and, like, there's a center part, and then there's, like, an outer ring that's cut into sections. Because this is something, like, I had to, like, pause the movie and ask for clarification, and then later on, pause it again and ask for further clarification, because the way they explain it is really confusing. They show you this map made with, like, twigs and rocks, because obviously, and, like, they're like, so... There's different, there's eight sections, and they change every night which one it is. And I'm like, but where are the sections? Like, where, like, so I had to, like, stop. Because at first I was like, so the whole thing is like a pie, and we've sliced it, and then there's a different section every night, but that doesn't make sense to me. And then, it, that's not the case. It's this inner ring and then the outer ring, and they don't, I think, do a good job of showing that either. I think this movie struggles a lot in its world building, which I kind of get. There's a lot of information they have to give to you. But that's where, like, if I may contrast with The Hunger Games, because we did talk about this with The Hunger Games. And this is not necessarily movie's fault, but this movie has an amnesiac protagonist. He doesn't remember anything, which means we have to teach him everything. Whereas in, like, The Hunger Games, for example, Katniss lives here. She knows the situation. She remembers it. So we can do a lot more, like, showing you what's happening because Katniss already understands the rules. Um... And so, and so I think, like, it makes it a little easier to do certain, like, world-building aspects because it's not... They don't have to tell you everything that happens. They can show you her having a conversation with Gail about, you know, how many times their names are in the reaping, you know, and things like that. It does... Side note about The Hunger Games. I always found it a little bit funny, almost, that they literally use a bowl with names on paper to draw the names for the Hunger Games. I don't know why. It's like, just because it's like the super futuristic world and then they're like drawing names out of a glass fishbowl. And I don't know, I was just always like, that. I don't know. It's just kind of thing where every time I see it, I'm like, ah. I mean, it's truly randomized. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And you can, it's not been hacked, but like, I, I don't, don't know. trust electronics. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's just funny. Yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, okay. We've got all this like high tech tech and then we've drawn a name out of a bowl. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> um anyway uh but yeah so just like also like okay because we did what happened for us is we finished this movie and we were both I was like this is not a good movie and Eliza was like it's not as good as my as I remembered it being and I was like I'm curious now to watch the Hunger Games because that was my big as for many people that was my big you know dystopian book series as a youth um so I was like, I want to go back and watch The Hunger Games and see if The Hunger Games still holds up all right or if it sucks more than I remember. And so we went and we watched The Hunger Games right after this. Big mistake. <laughs> because The Hunger Games, for the most part, that movie holds up. And I'm mad about it. <laughs> it's definitely a better adaptation. I mean, like, listen, are there things about it where it's like squint? Sure. A little bit. But even still, I think it's a pretty solid movie. All around. And, like, so just, like, going back and rewatching it, I was like, I feel a little bit better. Not in, like, a I have better taste than you way, because that's not it at all. I am a garbage human also. But um, <laughs> but just in, like, a, okay, this is as good as I remember it being. 
for the most part. <laughs> I think there are, there are also, like, the only reason I am so attached to these characters already is because I knew them already. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. But and not only do it's hard to attach you to these characters, but they don't go... Like, there are things that I know about them that should have been in movie one. Sure. But either they're not, or they're not in the movies at all. And I'm like, but you should have put that in if you wanted the audience to care about this person. Mm-hmm. It's hard, I'm sure, in a situation like this where there's a lot of characters, you don't get a very very much time. So that's where, like, I feel like this movie is missing, like, a reason for me to care. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Where, like, because it's, like, it wants... This is going to be less of a conversation about, like, female representation in media and more of a conversation about world building and storytelling. Um, because we can't say fuck all about Karina. <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> we can't say fuck all about her. She has no personality. She's just kind of there. And she knows Thomas, who is the main character. Did we ever say that out loud? The main character yes. is Thomas, played by Dylan O'Brien. Um, yes. Oh, I had a thought. Proceed. We could say something about... Um, how every dystopian movie in the last however many years, the bad guy is, like, an older woman in control. You're right. Except for The Hunger Games, but even then, at ah. the end, it loops back around. And mm-hmm. you get an older woman in control. Yeah, I figured we'd talk about that. That actress, by the way, is the mom in Easy A, and that's a wild I noticed that. <laughs> I was like, that cannot be. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Good for her? Question mark. I mean, I like her a lot. I think she does a good job for the movie that it is. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because I think okay, what what this movie could have done a little differently. Um, first of all, is been a little more straightforward with the information that we have, right? Because they do a lo- they do spend a lot of time just telling Thomas not to do things instead of telling Thomas why, even when we know why. So, you know, when they're like, don't go in there, don't go in there, don't go in there. And they're like, why not? And it's like, because it closes at night and there are monsters in there that will kill you. Cool. That's Next why. scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Thomas can ask follow-up questions. Um, and we should have focused a little bit more on the kids themselves. Like, endear me to the characters. It's the only reason I give a fuck. They do a little bit I, for Chuck, but of course he dies in A very one. little bit. And honestly, they think they could have done a better job endearing you to Chuck. Yeah. He's a cute kid, but I looked at him once and I said, that kid's going to die. I said, that's, that's real. <laughs> and I was very mad. She was very right mad at me about, about it. it. <laughs> so I went, that, that kid's going to die. It that's is, real. The reason, though, like, the reason that they're supposed to be so close is because, uh, which is also, they might say this, but I don't remember. Chuck was the kid who came up in the box the month before Thomas. So he's still new. Oh, they don't say that in the movie. They did not say that, no. But that makes sense. You know, yeah, that he'd see this other kid. Also, like, Chuck is the only kid his age. All the other kids appear to be right around the same age. It's supposed to be from, like, 12 to 18. That casting is not well done. everyone else is, like, 17-ish and Chuck is, like, 12. Yeah. And I'm like, you poor baby. Yeah. Um, They also don't tell you, like, how long this has been going on. They They tell you Albie was the first. Maybe not. Maybe they don't. They don't. You told me that. Because I was over here, like, trying to do the math. If it's one kid a month, how many kids are here? Oh, I can't see all the kids in one shot. So how long has it been going on? And then, of course, you know, some would have died. But they also don't... They tell you Albie's the first kid. 
which apparently is different in the books, according to Eliza. Apparently they started with a group of 12. That makes sense to me, starting with a group of 12. Because some of these kids are, like, depending on what kid you send up, that kid's going to jet off into the maze and, just and look for a way out and die. the other one Because they're not going to know anything. <laughs> and you're going to have that happen a few times with a few different kids, because some kids are just going to wander off looking for a way out, looking for help. Maybe you'd get a kid who the first time through would sit for a night and realize the maze is dangerous and just sit. But, like, what are you, how long are you going to sit for? For a full month by yourself? Maybe, but probably not. For a 17-year-old so kid. I have a question. Go on. You said earlier that Albie was in charge, right? He was the head honcho? Yes, yeah. he is. Okay, because I... Just automatically figured that because Galley was the first one, he was the head. No, Galley wasn't the first and one. Galley wasn't first. Albie was. Oh. Albie was first. Albie is oh, first. Oh, I totally misheard what he was saying. Then I thought he said no, that Galley was, was first, the first, and one. that's why he's like that. No, Albie's the first one, and that's why he gets to make so many decisions. Um, and then Newt, for some reason, is his second in command. Mm-hmm. Which Newt is also one of the first boys. Which there's more stuff about him that you need to know too. I love this boy so much, and they don't go into like anyway. Newt is played by the kid from uh, season five? Four. Question mark of Game of Thrones. Four. Season four. Newt. Yeah. Newt was also Peter Pan, I believe. He was in not. No, he's I not. told you. <laughs> That's too. I told you they look exactly the same. They're two different boys, but they look exactly the same. We had a whole argument. I sent a message to our other group chat and was like, tell me these boys don't look exactly the same. They are like six years apart. They look exactly the fucking same. Two different boys. They're the same boy. (laughs) The other boy is Robbie K. What? (laughs) I'm looking this up now. Yup, they're different boys. They look very similar. Eliza's like, one of them has uh one of them has darker hair. I'm like, there is hair dye in the world. <laughs> but also, okay, there's also a movie that they've both been in together. So. And I, I was like, I don't believe it, it's a paratrap situation. <laughs> they're, they're not the same age. Boyhood. Boyhood sure. situation. Right. They went through all that. Yeah. yeah to do did. a Pinocchio movie. They did. <laughs> Um, it's a different boy. It is. And he's like, <laughs> there's stuff about Newt, and they kind of did it a little bit. It's probably not, like, the only reason I know is because I read the books, but, like, Newt walks with a limp. Hmm, that's interesting. What happened? I didn't even notice that. Exactly. They don't yeah. talk about it, and they should. Yeah. Yeah, it's lacking in the world building. I think they needed to be more straightforward with Thomas. I think they needed to do more to instill a sense of, like, waiting. Because I know it's all supposed to happen very quickly, but, like, I don't feel like I understand the urgency. Like, obviously, I guess, I don't, I guess they got attacked by grievers. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, let's leave. But at that point, we already know how to get out. So, like, what's it matter? Like, and that's, I think that's where I wound up at some point, where I was just like, we've got this little commune we've built. Sure, we know we're not getting out of here, but we've got each other and we're going to build the society. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which is kind of what Albie ended up doing, right? Like, that was Albie's take. Albie's one good boy. Yeah. Um, he does yeah. die, which is unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, but he dies, he, do, he does die to save Chuck, right? 
he kind of, he saves Chuck and then another, like, appendage comes in and grabs him. Yeah. He is, it's not, there's probably something to be said about the only, like, black main character dying to save the white ones. He's not the only one. I was just thinking the same. He's the only black main character. In this movie. The main character, okay, but that's still something we should at least acknowledge happened. Yeah. Like, like, you're not wrong. Again. But, like, the other kids that we have, because there's the other boy, too. There's a reasonably diverse, not, like, background cast, right? Like... There is. There is. And I will allow for that. And I'm not saying even, like, I am a white person. I am not the end-all be- we are all white. I am not the end-all be-all on whether or not this is big bad. I just feel like we should at least acknowledge that that is the case and that is a thing that happened, that of the main cast, who do we have? We have Galley, we have Mino, we have Thomas, Teresa, Newt, Albie, Chuck. I think that's prime- that's like the main boys we give a fuck about. Ben, but, you know, whatever. He died early. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's the thing we didn't... He was oh, yeah. banished into the maze because he was stung before We're going to talk about that next because that was twisted. Had a cure. Um, So, of these boys, the ones who are not white are just Albi and Nino. These are the boys we know with names. There are two that are not white. There's one more, but he's, he's not big... Uh, Is yeah, it the like other yet? kid's name Fry Cook or something, though? They just call him Fry. His, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, there's one other... Okay. Okay, because he, there are a few kids outside of these main kids that they just kind of throw names at periodically, right? It reminds me of, like, you guys aren't watching Critical Role, but I am, and they've got, like, you know, their magic tower mansion thing that's, like, their safe safe place, and it's got a bunch of spectral cat servants. Sure. And it's a running gag on the show for them to just randomly call out a name for a cat. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll just be like, Mittens, go get me some hot chocolate or something. And that's like a running <laughs> gag. And that's what it reminds me of. Like, Fry, don't fall over or whatever. So, like, of, like, the nine boys we have, or eight boys that we have names for, two of them aren't white. To best of my memory. And that should be acknowledged. Sure. Even though the background cast is relatively diverse. But I know that that's a thing I've seen people talk about, too. Having background characters that are diverse, but having your main cast still be mostly white yeah. is another problem. And then, too, one of those is not a boy. <laughs> Which, and she does not, and not a thing. Like, she has... Quick question. Ten lines, what? Um, why did some of them keep these, like, weird-ass names if they remember their real names? They don't. They don't. So those are where they're given names? Those, they... Yes. Uh, the creators gave them this these names, and that is what the only thing that they remember coming up from the box is their names. And they are, not all, but most of them are named after famous scientists. So, like... Which is kind of neat. LB is Albert Einstein. Newt is... Newton. Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton, I forgot I know, I name. couldn't remember his first name um, for a second either. Chuck is Charles Darwin... Uh, Thomas is Thomas Edison, Galley's Galileo. Is that so Teresa's mother, the Teresa? One... No, I don't know. I think she <laughs> the one kid we were talking probably. about, Fry, his name on IMDb is Frypan. Yeah, that's his whole name. That's, so, that's his whole name. I don't know where that name comes from. Also, Minho isn't, uh, that a was scientist. just a name inspired by one of the author's Family members, I guess. I feel like you could have found a scientist from that, like, 
Like an Asian scientist? Yeah, like, sorry, yeah, like, like blanked out. Like, I know, like, the one of the... Because I was listening to an episode of Sawbones about, like, um, masks. And, like, one of the earliest scientists to start wearing a mask was... I can't remember where specifically he was from, but was Asian. Hmm. And then for a lot of reasons, and like, you know, for a lot of reasons, people were like, oh, that's ridiculous and racism, largely. Right, right, right. right. People were like, that's ridiculous and absurd. And someone sought out to disprove it and then proved it. Of course. <laughs> because that's how that works. Um, but I'm like, so you could have gone with that guy. Like, and there, are, there are sciences from other cultures. I don't know if the, I don't know if it was that he couldn't find someone or if that he was just inspired by a this person first. I mean, I guess, but I feel like if you're gonna go with that, like, gimmick of naming them all after scientists, sure. you can persist that into your non-white characters as well, which they did with Albie, but they apparently didn't do with Frypan and <laughs> Nino. Yeah. Which is just unfortunate. <laughs> um, and should be acknowledged. Let's talk about Ben. Okay, let's talk about Ben. Let's talk about Ben. So we don't really meet Ben nope. ever at all. They just, he shows up. He's one of the Is runners. the implication, he's a runner. Is the implication supposed to be that he went into the maze earlier that day and then came back out at some point and got, like, and had been stung? Yes. Okay. Because that's where I got lost. I thought one of the grievers had gotten out. But apparently. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. But apparently that is not the case. He was in the maze, got stung during the day, and then came back out. And he's going batshit crazy. He remembers, quote, what Thomas, quote, did. And uh, he, it's, quote, all Thomas's fault. Um, whatever it is. Because, of course, it is. Um, um, naturally. And, it's our main uh, character, of course. Of course. It actually, like, vaguely reminded me of, like, 13 Reasons Why. I think it's just because the main... I've never seen that. Don't. But, like, the actors look similar enough that, like, they're both, like, white men with brown hair and around that age. And then, like, the, um... You know, like, he's, like, listening to the tapes, right, that she left behind, and everyone's, like, you know, he's, like, getting mad at everyone before he even gets to his own tape, and then, like, is accusing everyone, like, and every, like, accusing everyone of things, and everyone else is like, you don't even know what you did yet. You don't know what you did yet. Mm-hmm. And then what he did was, like, be, like, a subpar friend sometimes. Not even. It was... Like, he didn't... Well, you was it was, like, nothing. one time he didn't follow her. Not important. Or something like that. One time he didn't go after her when she, like, quote, needed help or something. I don't I know. read the book, and, I don't know, I remember being like, you, you're the one person who doesn't belong here on these tapes. I just wanted to mention you. Or something like that. Yeah, I remember that, too. Like, you don't belong in these tapes, but he still gets very upset and, like, is like, it is my fault. <laughs> I did... Why would, like, why would you... Do this and not it like it's all mad. Okay. 13 Reasons Why is not a great show and no one should watch it. But heard. that's anyway. what it reminded me of when Ben was all like, this ben. is your fault. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> because, like, I don't know, we don't have any other knowledge about what exactly was Thomas's fault. I mean, I guess setting them up here was apparently on Thomas somehow. But I'm like... I don't think we knew that at that time. We didn't know that at that time. But, um, but n- even now I'm still like... I don't fully understand what exactly was Thomas's fault. But anyway, um, so Ben has been stung by a griever. He's got all the black veins in his person and goes apeshit and does attack Thomas. And Thomas manages to get away and runs back to the group. And of course, people come in and help him. And they're like, well, Ben's infection is only going to get worse. So what we have to do 
is banish him to the maze in what was the most twisted, fucked up, like, that was some fucked up nonsense that I noticed there. I'm like, there are many humane ways you could perhaps mm-hmm. kill Ben. You could stab him. You could. But also, who wants to do that? I think it should, unfortunately, Albie. <laughs> Albie's the leader. Yeah. He's taken this on. I get your point and, and how, like, this could have been done so much differently, but I don't know if I'm, anything would have really been better. I think anything I mean, would have been better. Yeah. I would rather have been stabbed in the heart than just, like, yeeted back <laughs> into the maze overnight to my own demise by my friends. And you have to and sit, also, and sit there in that maze waiting for bad things to happen. Right. I would and, rather they just dig a giant pit and throw me down there. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, like, if my options are, like, like, and they've got, like, plants and stuff, right? Like, they're growing plants. They have people with medicine. They've got a poison somewhere. I doubt it. I'd rather take a poison. I don't, poison is, I don't think poison is necessarily that hard to make. How would they know how? Lots of experimenting. <laughs> Mistakes. <laughs> Someone's eating poison berries. <laughs> no, but anyway, like... There are, I'm just saying there are other things. That one might be a bit of a stretch, but I would rather, like, like tie my hands behind my back and stab me in the heart. Mm-hmm. Do me in that way. Because instead what they do is everyone stands around with spears, and then five boys at the front have these, like, flat-ended sticks, and they, like, street sweep him into the back, like, push him back into the maze. And again, As this maze door is so thick... I'm like, that boy's going to get squished. If I have to watch this boy get squished, and he doesn't, because, of course, he doesn't. But, like, I'm like, that is twisted, and now every kid here has to feel that. And what if one of these kids breaks and Ben gets out? Now we got to keep him a whole other night and do this again tomorrow. Because, you know, it just takes one new kid to be like, oh, no, I'm scared, and put down his stick. The new, because... Um, none of the new kids were holding them. Well, I guess All of the that. people holding the sticks were the oldest kids who have been here the longest. I guess. <laughs> because it's all the people... Okay. <laughs> um, Go on. Because the, because the book is like, there's 12 people who come up the first month instead of one. Um, there's like one person in charge of each group of people. Like... Okay. Minho is in charge of the runners. They call them the keepers. So Okay, so the, everyone has, like, a supervisor. Yes. Okay. And it's the supervisors who are at the front. I think Galley is also one. That's why, like, in that community meeting or whatever, it's the keepers who are arguing. Okay. Sure. Kids with authority. Sure. Yeah. I still don't think that's right. And I think there are more humane ways to kill a person. I know. I just, like, I don't know what I... I don't know. Like, regardless of the ethics of, like, killing someone, at that point, if there's no saving him, and you want to give him a merciful death, there are more humane ways to do that sort of thing. You know, like, they put down sick dogs with rabies, you know? Like, if it's that kind of situation, just stab me. <laughs> I don't want you to force me back into this terror maze overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. And that was fucked up. That was like the first thing in this little society they'd created where I was like, oh no. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) This movie's an adventure. (laughs) 
what next? That's what I'm trying to think. Like, what else do we discuss? Um, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about the differing viewpoints here. They do the thing in this movie, which is kind of like adjacent to that conversation. But like, well, we're gonna bitch about Galley being a prick. He, um, you know, Mino and Albi and Thomas, um, make it out of the maze after that night. And everyone's like, the fuck? <laughs> Did you survive? And they have a meeting about what to do about it because non-runners are not supposed to go in the maze. And Galley's like, we should kill him or whatever. We should send him, banish him back to the maze because, excuse me, that's the rules or whatever. And everyone's like, but he survived. <laughs> like, that's a whole thing. And, and killed a griever. And killed a griever. And that should matter. And... I hate when people, like, do these kinds of arguments where they're like, well, these are the rules and everyone has to follow them. I'm like, okay, well, the next person who runs into the maze and survives uh, running into the maze who isn't supposed to, you can put them in there for a night. And if they survive the night, (laughs) then they can come back (laughs) because that's like, clearly there is an exception to be made here. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. I feel like if you can survive and then if you do, most likely... Some those kids will be like, I never want to do that again. A lot of them probably will do that. But of course, Thomas does. <laughs> because main character. Um, even Mino's like, I never want to go back out there. <laughs> All the other runners quit. That <laughs> morning. <laughs> Which, like, you so know. So when he's fair. like, oh. All the other runners quit. I just hear in my head um, the king from Hamilton being like, I didn't know that was something a person could do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can just quit being a runner, I guess. Who's, you get a a guess. I'm like, so will they be adopted into some other group or are they going to be continually punished for not pulling their weight? I'm sure they'll go do something else. (laughs) Yup. You can just quit being a runner. But they're, okay, but they're, I don't get the, they're like, um, Minho is like, all the other runners quit this morning, and then I'm gonna show you the map of the maze, and show you that we have found no way out, so are we, uh, but they're like, we can't tell anyone about this because we need them to have hope, or just, you know, not give up, and I'm like, okay, but now it's only you, and are you finding the exit alone? (laughs) Because... I would assume not. I mean, apparently they are. Sure. Him and Thomas find the exit together. I don't understand. Yeah. So, okay. Is there any... Okay, so then we come down to the end of this movie, and they're like, we found a way out. We have found an exit. The grievers attack because night happens and the doors don't close. And again, the way they do this, which is apparently directly contradictory to the book... Which is one of those things where I'm like, if you're gonna adapt a book, there are certain you need to consider what things are going to be relevant in the future when you do future books. But anyway, that's what not necessarily made this. me so mad about that is that the author worked so closely with this, and he thought it was okay. Right. So they anyway. the grievers attack, and as was mentioned previously in this podcast, um, apparently in book the grievers take like one person a night. Which makes sense to me. Now we are adding a time limit, right? Like, figure it out before we kill all of you. (laughs) There's a time limit. Um, It makes sense from, you know, evil scientist corporation perspective. Um, But in movie, 
they just come and massacre a bunch of people in the middle of the night and then run. And then the next day... Uh, they're like, where is everyone? Yeah, and they're I'm like, like, what? Someone did say that. <laughs> did you miss what just happened? It was like Chuck, who's like, where is everyone? Where the fuck do you think? They're all fucking dead. Um, <laughs> Sweet, innocent but, baby. Um, uh, um, but, so they're like, okay, so we're gonna... They, Galley kind of sets up a coup and decides we're going to put Teresa and Thomas here at the gate as a sacrifice to the Grievers. First of all, there are four gates, which is not made expressly clear. So that's not going to work for you. Um, and then additionally, how do you think, like, why would they just take Thomas and Teresa and leave the rest of you? Like, yeah, that would make sense for the book. Sake, yes, but it doesn't make sense in the context of the movie and what the movie set up, which is dumb and annoying. Which I don't even think that happens in the book. I don't remember what does mm-hmm. happen, but I don't think it's that. And then Newt and Mino and Chuck and Teresa and Thomas are like, this is stupid. <laughs> We're not doing this. Um, and they get away and um, <sighs> um, and they're like, there's nothing left for us here. We're just going to die if we stay here. We need to go. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. She also thinks this is stupid. <laughs> She also thinks this is stupid. And Galley's like, absolutely not. We're staying here. And some of the kids stay behind, but most of the kids go. And they're like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, don't, don't apologize. He's an asshole. Yeah, he's being stupid. Because, like, you don't stay on a boat when it's drowning. Sinking. <laughs> Sinking. <laughs> you don't stay on it if it's drowning either. <laughs> you just don't do that. Like, d- jump, jump I mean- ship. You can't you say, say that, but if someone has built their whole mindset around this one thing, like they're they're resistant to other ideas, even when it's like staring them in the face, I, and like I think of like I guess it doesn't cons- fully. But Galley yeah. was a runner. No, no, was he not? No. What was Galley? A prick. I don't remember, but I don't. Pretty sure he was might. He, the I construction mean, kids. Maybe maybe he was. At the beginning, when there weren't many kids, but I don't think so. I was under the impression Galley was a runner. If not, then this argument doesn't work. But if he is a runner, this argument does work. The point of the runners is to find a way out. So if he is a runner, that doesn't make sense that he'd be like, no, we can't take the way out. That was his whole job. Yeah, I don't don't think he was. But if not, then I'm an idiot. Anyway, no, I get that. And there's a certain sense of, like, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Um, And, I mean, arguably, some of these kids are worse off outside, probably. Because who knows what the Maze Runner 2, the Scorch Trials, will have in store for us. Oh, you mean, like, outside of the uh, maze? Yeah. We, they don't know, but we know that they're going on to phase two. Yeah. Whatever that I'm means. Going, I guess it's going to be like a desert. It means desert. scorch trials are happening. <laughs> it's a scorch trial. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> it's the second one. The second one is scorch trials, right? The death yes. cure. It's the third one. Death cure. The death cure. Yeah. Screams in <laughs> YA. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. We read some bad books in What's our What's the youth. one about the vampires and, and their own, like, Georgia and... 
They were vampires oh, they were witches. witches. <laughs> and they were all in Georgia. Um, I can't remember the name of it either. But we saw the it movie is... too, and the movie was like the movie was bad. Beautiful creatures. The movie was significant. That's it. The movie was significantly oh, worse than the book. That. But watching the movie and trying to go back to the books was <laughs> undoable. You couldn't do it because, like, it just it ruined the whole thing. Um, and the books, in retrospect, were not good. But we really did we enjoy them did. for a minute. I remember at some point in the later books, the main girl kills her mom, and it's, like, a footnote, almost. What? Yeah, because it's, like, the whole thing where, like, her bloodline is cursed, where at, like, 13 or 16 or whatever, you're either a good witch or a bad witch, although most witches are, of course, complex people and are both. But her family has been cursed, and they will either be good or bad. And so, um, her mother is evil and is like, you too shall be evil, and she's like, that's stupid and I don't want to. And somehow doesn't succumb to this curse, because of course not. And then, um, and then in a later book, they get into a fight with the big bad and her mom. And she kills her mom in this fight out of necessity. But they don't ever talk <laughs> about it. Like, she has a moment after the fact of, like, I just killed my mom. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're not talking about beautiful creatures right now. Although maybe in the future we'll watch that movie. You know who did? <laughs> you know who did used to be a runner though? Newt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been some interesting information. That would have been some that interesting information. That was supposed to be said. That would have been so easy to drop. I know. <laughs> because oh, that makes me a fr- very frustrated. That like because that's 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 an antidote to a lot of the problems we have had because that could easily be Thomas is asking Newt all of his questions and, and Newt like, could easily just answers. turn around and be like listen let me tell you a thing let me tell you why I don't do that anymore let me tell you what happened to me <laughs> I got attacked by grievers I assume or I fell off of something I assume something happened whatever it was someone turned whatever. The he got injured somehow, yes. real bad. Here is story. And let me tell you what you need to know. And now the audience gives a shit about Newt. They it's... give a shit about the threat. They understand that there is a threat. <laughs> this is something that I will complain about in the third movie. There was a scene about it in the third movie, and they cut it. Big oof. I was so mad. <laughs> Don't you hate when they neuter your favorite character in the movie? Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> Looks at Rey in the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Granted, that's not quite the same circumstance, but I'm still <laughs> mad about it. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> um, we joked about doing a rewatch of the Star Wars story, the all the saga with Eliza here now. Nope, and she de- declined. <laughs> <Nope>. So, <laughs> no thanks. That unfortunately will not come. <laughs> if you want to give us a million dollars, we'll do it. <laughs> I sure if you pay me. That's exactly. I was like, for, for a second, I thought you must be like, no. I was like, for a million dollars. <laughs> for, I mean, it's really close on that last one, but <laughs> you know. 
a valid point. I have point. to pay my vehicle registration soon, so I think I'd take it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But, I um. mean, also, you obviously, I don't know if there's anything that I could ha- add that you haven't said already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already subject her to this kind of weekly, almost, in the dri- on the drive to Pathfinder uh, I David get it. Star Wars is bad. <laughs> you, then you clearly don't get it <laughs> because Star Wars as a whole is not I know, bad. I know. That well, I mean, mean arguably, like... Star Wars as a whole is bad if you average it. <laughs> but the no, original I trilogy. Like I know there I know. are good things about yes, it. Yes, of course, because you've heard us talk about them a lot. The original trilogy is okay. Is is all is pretty all right. But after that, it gets a little weird. Anyway, point being, we're talking Again, about the not maze. what we're talking about. We're talking about the Maze Runner today. Uh, Galley represents a mindset I just can never understand. Like I, I can in the sense of like I am a human person who also struggles with change sometimes. That's all he's ever known. I had all I've ever known is not all of my own. Anyway, um, and it does it. Something a therapist said to me as a youth is that there has to be change for things to improve and there has to be discomfort for there to be change. Mm -hmm. And that's something I try to take to heart. Although, of course, I am also still a human person who struggles with change. I mean, I I know of a similar thing that's like, if you can't accept something, then you need to change it. But if you can't change it, you need to accept it. Right. Which is, yeah, um, borderline the... The Serenity um, Prayer. I had it car. I had it like stitched on the front of my like Bible cover as a youth. I had like a case for my Bible, so I could carry it to school. It was purple, and it said, "God grant me the wis- the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, uh, to change the things I cannot accept, and the wisdom to know the difference." Oh, no, I don't like no. the same. No. Um, it's religious. <laughs> listen, I'm... the Bible is some bullshit. It has some good words in it sometimes. You know, with all those words, some of them are bound to be good. I'm not religious, but sometimes when I'm struggling, I still say to myself, this too shall pass. Yeah. And that makes me feel better. <laughs> it helps that my mother said it to me, so I hear it in, you know, my mother's voice, which sometimes is comforting. Um, I said sometimes. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> um... But anyway, I don't, I get galley, I don't get galley, especially because this is an extreme situation. This is not a maybe, you know, things will be worse outside. This is a we're going to die if we stay here. going to die. (laughs) And I'll be all, they're not sending more supplies. Although, okay, they do panic a little bit. They're like, they're not sending more supplies. I'm like, what supplies are you getting that you're not, you clearly have like a farm here where you're growing food. What are the supplies they're sending that you need water. so desperately that you can't make? Is there not water? Here? I didn't see a lake. I thought um, there was a river. I think there is technically a river, but okay. I would say no. Like, they don't exactly have fresh water. Okay. Because well, I mean, where does that boil. river go? <laughs> well, I mean, if you can pull water out of the river, running water is clean usually, isn't it? But I don't... Usually. I guess I don't understand where that river comes from. One, it's just not supposed to be there. That would have been an interesting uh, point to follow. Of where like, does the where does river, the river come? Where does it come from? Where does it go? There's not. It's not. So the at the very end, we get you know the shot of the outside of the maze, looking in and seeing how it was a real place. In the book, it's not. It's an illusion. Interesting. What do you mean it's an illusion? The, like it's a the maze, The maze itself is a real place, but the outside world that they think they see 
is an illusion. So, okay, so if you're standing in the maze, looking up at the sky, that's an illusion? Yes, but in the movie, it's real. Okay. Okay. All right. Um... I didn't think they could really see anything outside other than... I mean, no, aside from the sky. But, like, so in the book, it doesn't rain. Oh, and they have a rainstorm in the middle of... That's how you get water. Rainstorm. When does it rain in the desert? Excuse me, wait. (laughs) If they did a... Oh, because... Okay, okay. I mean, technically, it's not the desert. They're outside of some city. It's only a desert now. I mean, I guess. But I don't know how that would work if the sun burned our planet. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out eventually. Da 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 da. da. Anyway, <laughs> um. Anyway, so Gally, I don't know. I I feel like there's a more nuanced. I don't know. Maybe not in this circumstance. And also, like the whole thing with. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I don't like Gally. I guess is what I'm getting at. I don't. I like mean, him. yeah, he's an asshole. And they I understand him the to be narrative one. purpose he serves. Yeah. I've seen that narrative purpose done better on many occasions, I feel. But, um, and worse. But, you know. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. And so they do an escape. And they get out and the whole place has been shot up. You know, there are bodies everywhere. Everyone's dead. They find the video of... Ava Page. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ava Dr. Page. Dr. Ava Page. Paging Dr. <laughs> Page. Um, and uh, they fight a lot of Grievers to get there. Even though I'm like, I thought the Grievers weren't out during the day. They are now, apparently. What? Is, okay, then why are they not out of the maze? Or maybe they're just, maybe they just might have been protecting the exit. Maybe, I guess. And then also, too, all these kids, like, scream charge this griever. And I know your stealth options are limited, but you can assume there's other grievers. Did we want to attempt a stealth option? No. What's that? Instead of just charging it? These boys have never had to... From across the bridge? These boys have never had to have been quiet in their life. As far as they know. (laughs) I guess not. Um, not a fan myself of that nonsense. Um... So there's that. Um, what else did I want to say? They get out. Chuck gets shot because, of course, he does. It means nothing to me. <laughs> I feel bad. He's a cute kid, and I know he's supposed to represent, like, innocence and what have you and joy and hope. And he dies, and it's very sad. But also, I don't know this kid well enough to care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do love the his actor was, like... One of those was like one of those, um, like he was like a first time actor and didn't expect okay. to get it. Like he was just a fan. Aw. That's so cute. That I love cute. it so much. Good for him. They were just like, hey, here's died. a video of this kid <laughs> auditioning because why not? And then they were like, no, we want you actually. Mm-hmm. And it's just really yep. cute. Yep. Yeah. No. It's cute. Um,. Nah, but so, fat kid dies. Um, shock and surprise. Um, that was honestly, not gonna lie, I think that was my biggest tip-off when we started watching. He's the only one with a different body type. (laughs) Yeah. That kid's gonna die. Um, but anyway. I hate that because I don't think, like, that wasn't intentional. There are things that happen in the subconscious mind. (laughs) Yeah. Um, maybe not. But that was just the thought. I was like... 
oh, look, there's one fat kid. And I was like, oh, fuck, Betty dies. <laughs> um, it, he's, he's a bigger kid. He's a younger kid. He's adorable. There were a couple tip-offs, but mm-hmm. that was not, not one. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they get out. We get a cutscene of Ava Page is not actually dead. Surprise. Surprise. Even though we they saw her body on the floor, but I guess it was a body double. I'm a little bit like I don't know if we saw her. I thought we did. They looked over. I think they showed like they showed a body on the ground. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And I guess they didn't give us a good look at it, but we saw a body. Sure. But yeah. Which is fun, you know, they're like, look, she's dead, and then not ten minutes later they're like, psych! <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is just funny, like, anyway, um, but. (laughs) So I sometimes, I a little bit wish, I don't know if I like or not that they're like, because in the book it is still just all from the kid's perspective, so we don't know that. So I don't know if I like the fact that they tell us or not. I, I assume I wish, they tell us so because I, they want us to watch the next movie. But I we, guess, but like... Because they know they haven't done enough up to this point for us to give a shit. But like, I want... Because then it's not... Never mind. We'll I mean, it's not... Talking. It's not a surprise when she shows up later, we'll say. Sure, yeah. Which, but for, yeah. But regardless, like, if they didn't do that also, and then later on they were like, surprise, I'm not dead, and the kids were like, Ava Page, I would have been like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> And um, you don't even know who she is until the third book. Interesting. Oh, uh, I do now. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, and then too, like, they they show the, there are people coming in behind them, like, gunning everyone down. But like, so was that also staged? Who are these people that are also in here? Because she got out somehow, which would imply that whoever was shooting people behind her knew her or something, like... For her to get out, something's mm-hmm. up there. She's in cahoots with someone. But anyway. Or she just has evil scientist powers and refused to die. Um, but that's pretty much this movie yeah. in essence. I, mean, I don't know, think the, I have... The end is obviously the people were literally... You guys Come are with safe us, now. you're safe with us. And then we cut to Ava Page and she's like, they're not though. <laughs> they were soon to find out. That the Scorch Trials have started now. They will. Or will. We're moving on to phase two. And I've taken off my doctor jacket now. <laughs> I know. It I was have a look. shoulders. Um, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much this movie. I don't think. Do you have anything else you want to discuss? I don't think so. Um, I just... Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was not a great movie. Not the most egregious movie we've done here, <laughs> but not particularly great. No, but we did watch all of the Pirates of the Caribbean's movies. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like Attorneys General. The last word is not the plural. Why is that? Um, but yeah, anyway. we also did Suicide Squad, so. We also did the last Star Wars movie. <laughs> so no, this is not the worst movie we've ever watched for this podcast. I'll accept that. <laughs> the trepidation in that tone was excellent. That's a valid response. What are your final thoughts? I mean... I agree. Hannah has thoughts too. Hannah, Hannah speaks. Um, 
I know, I think at the, when these all first came out, I was like, are they a good adaptation? Absolutely not. But I thought as a movie by itself, I thought they were okay. But watching them <laughs> she again. Was soon to find out. <laughs> like, oh, like it one, it's a bad adaptation and I hate to say it only gets worse. But, um, the movies aren't, they're, they're not, they're, they, they're not as, they're not as great. And I'm a bit, I'm, I'm mad about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we have uh, taken a favorite part of your youth and ripped it away from you. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Like, you think something's not too bad, and then you watch it with a critical eye, and you're like, actually, this is not... I know we ran into that with some movies early on where we were like, ah, heck, now we've gone and watched it with a critical eye. (laughs) We have to discuss why it sucks. The whole time we, because we watched The Hunger Games right after, which was a mistake. (laughs) For you. Because the whole time I'm like, I'm trying not to compare them, trying not to compare them, and I'm just getting more mad. There are, I meant to mention this earlier, and I think I just cut myself off and got distracted with other things because I am who I am as a person. But, um, we, uh... Uh, there are some ways that this movie is shot that I think were kind of clearly drawn from the way The Hunger Games is shot. Um, just like with the... I can't exactly describe it. Just the cinematography feels like it, it was trying to kind of emulate some of the cinematography that Hunger Games did. Which makes sense. They are both dystopian YA movie novels things. Yeah, so that makes sense. But I meant to note that earlier for no real reason. Just I noticed it. They seem similar. Anyway... I wonder about the budget of this movie, just because, like, I don't know, I guess that's, that is only one set, but I was like, the set looks all right. Yeah, there's only one set, but and it wasn't that difficult. I mean, yeah, I mean, you Except could probably for, like, do a lot CGI of CGI of the maze. Well, right, but once you have that, once you've got the CG, you're like, you're good, you yeah. know? Well, like, most of this just took place in, like, some farmer's field in the south. Mm-hmm. Mm. Apparently, mm. the budget was thirty-four million, and it earned three hundred forty-eight million. The budget was thirty-four million. Yes, that's thirty-four, a end, and then it? it was three hundred and eight million that it made. Three hundred forty-eight. Okay, so it made back its money pretty well. It would seem. Mm-hmm. Good job, movie. Um, they definitely yeah. use that money for and, the next one. And for the record, yes. We looked it up once before, but I can't remember what the numbers were. That is the low end for an action movie. Yeah. That is low. Uh, the next one jumps up to $61 million, so. That's always fun. I meant to look that up for The Hunger Games because I watched it and I was like, I bet this movie is a lower budget than I realized it was when I was a youth. But that's always fun when you watch something and then you watch the next one and you're like, oh, there was a budget increase. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello, you got a budget. <laughs> like when we watched the Star Wars movies. Oh, I was going to say like Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Twilight even. too. Yeah, but like, like... even I noticed. I was like, whoa, it's not You guys blue. got money. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, because with the Star Wars, the third one, it's like suddenly we have extras. Oh. Um, but yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, my final thoughts, I've given, I think, the most thoughts. This movie's not good. It struggles with world building and storytelling in some fundamental ways that are frustrating. Um, And to hear that there are, like, I think... I always get frustrated when we talk about a movie, and I know that, that, look, I know there's a lot that goes into movies, I know there's a lot of different hands on the ball, but it does make me frustrated when we talk about a movie, and it's like, the fix was this easy. You know, do this little thing. Because we do that a lot, where we're like... If you just done it this way, if you just shot it like this, if you just cut this, it wouldn't be so bad. Uh, 
again, that's why I'm so mad that the author worked so closely with the director and it mm-hmm. still wasn't good. He's like, yeah, this is all right. And I'm like, my dude, the more the movies go on, the more your story gets ripped out of it. Which is, I think, a thing that adaptations often seem to not realize, and I'm now bringing up the Percy Jackson series. If you ignore major plot elements in book one of series... That's going to fuck you over down the line. Because, you know, the Percy Jackson books, like, the, a major part of it, like, 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 the inciting incident for book two is, like, there's a tree that used to be a girl <laughs> that reinforces the magic of the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, that reinforces <laughs> the magic barrier. And then book two, the tree is dying, so now we gotta go find the magic healing wool. Mm-hmm. As you do. <laughs> um... And so when book, when movie one does not introduce Dahlia or the tree, book two mm-hmm. has nothing, movie two has nothing to jump off of. Yeah. So I'm like, you have to consider this. I know like sometimes you don't know you're getting a sequel, but you have to consider that you might be like, this is a part of the book that will be used later. So I don't know. And that's always frustrating to hear about. Like maybe James Dashner was just excited that he got to have a cameo in his own movie. Who is he? The author. Well, guess, but... Um, yeah, I guess not <laughs> actually. He's, like, kind of more of an extra. But he's uh, sitting at the table with Ava at the end. Cool. Yeah, cool. cool. I'm trying to decide. If I got to write a book and be a cameo in the adaptation, would I want to be a villain or would I want to be a good guy? Oh, I'd be a villain. guess it Straight depends up. on the story. Yeah, that probably is true. If I love my own villain, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to be the villain's wife for some reason. They didn't have a wife in the book. But does now. <laughs> he. Or they do now. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. The joke was that I like villainous women. I know. Okay. I get you. I have the same feeling. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Filminists. Um, oh, we did like discuss... Which... Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. It did, It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Obviously. There is one woman. Not even remotely. There are technically two women, and they do not talk. Um, yeah, well, I can't believe we forgot that. Did we do that with the old guard? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure we did it. We did or did not? We did not forget we did do it. Okay. I believe so. Okay. Well, regardless, the old guard does pass the back door. So. I hope so. Half the cast is women. Exactly. Weird. Once again, that when you add more women, the Bechdel test is an easier thing to pass without thinking about it. Um, I guess. What? This, nothing, because this is just one of those things that, like, I told you, but it's not, you don't find out until later. So, like, a bit of spoilers, they did the same experiment with a group of girls. Hmm. And you do learn about that. Sure, I guess. Whenever, and we talked about this once before when I started trying to write a dystopian novel as a youth, <laughs> um, that, like, whenever we get into dystopians like this, where there is a distinct gender binary between, like, you know, because it always does that. It's, like, this rigid, like, even The Hunger Games is, like, there's one boy and one girl yeah. from each district. district. And it's not two kids, it's a boy and a girl. And... Than this, where it's, like, divided between boys and girls. It uh, it does make me wonder about, like, what happens to kids who don't fall on, like, one end or the other of the gender spectrum. I was gonna say, non-binary people never die in the Hunger Games. Yeah. (laughs) Because they can't get drawn. Um, They can't get drawn. Um, (laughs) 
So I don't know, man. There was a weird influx of people claiming to be not binary. <laughs> that's I don't know if that's a not nice thing to say. Anyway, um, but uh, point being, um, yeah, that's just something I wonder about. And also, like, I want to note that, like, I feel like in a situation like that, even if somehow all of these boys were straight. There's no chance that none of these boys fucked around and found out. Yeah. This fandom ships hard. Because of course it does. I have Because there's so a lot of British men. Of oh, yeah. Like, list, like, like, Albie and Newt, power couple, please. Uh, I love it. Tom, I do like that uh, Thomas and Minho, or Minho and Newt, or Newt and Thomas, or just all three of them together. Let's have a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> sure, let's go. Let's go I'm game. Uh, there are people who do like galley and do ship him with people and I'm like I don't mm. get it but okay whenever I see people shipping villains I'm like they don't deserve happiness <laughs> <laughs> within reason that's probably not entirely when people true, ship nice. Matthias and Niall or sorry Booker and Niall that's what I meant to say the actor's name cool, is Matthias okay, I was like I was like no. crossed the streams no. <laughs> I was like I don't even I, know who that is yeah. Booker and Nile. That's Booker gross. Nile. Anyway. Yeah, why? We talked about it a little bit when we recorded that episode. Gross. Anyway. Um, but yeah, nah. And then like Yeah, so there's and no I way that all that. these boys are straight. And even if they are, there's no way they didn't fuck around and find out when you're <laughs> that age. Clearly. No. Like you if know. there are straight guys or <laughs> not straight guys, gay guys and gay girls who fuck around with members of the opposite gender as teens, there's no way that doesn't happen When here. they're not mm-hmm. confined... To, right, to just one. <laughs> in a maze. Right, there's no way none of these boys fuck around and found out. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Where's that movie? No. <laughs> I'm sure it exists on, like, Pornhub. It's called fan fiction. It's yeah. called fan fiction, and it's called... Anyway. Um, anyway. Okay. Thank you for anyway. listening to the film in it. Um, we're gonna be releasing on the first of every month. So, this next this episode will come out March first. Mm-hmm. Our next episode on the Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials, uh, will come out on April first. Um, if you like what you hear, you can follow us on Twitter at Filminists or on Tumblr at the Dash Filminists. Um, if you like what you hear, go ahead and uh, rate and review us on iTunes, and you can subscribe to us on Spotify and iHeartRadio as well. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for joining us. I'm Annie. And I'm Diana. And I'm Eliza. And that's a wrap. <laughs>